This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. WHL playoff races are heating up. There's battles in both conferences for seating. And just to get in, could we be headed to a tiebreaker Tuesday? Stay tuned. Swift Current Broncos head coach Devin Pratt set to be our guest. First-year head coach has his team right there, but needing to win out to stay in that eighth and final playoff spot. Kamloops Blazer forward Logan Stankoven is lit it up in 2022. As he approaches 100 points, the 18-year-old has been named the WHL's Player of the Week. He'll come in to wrap up our show. First up. The WHL playoff races couldn't be tighter heading into the second last weekend of the regular season. In the East, Moose John Saskatoon jockey for home ice advantage and a likely first round playoff series. But the battle for the last playoff spot will come right down to the wire. The Swiftcurrent Broncos hold the spot, but Calgary, Prince Albert, right there heading into the weekend games. Broncos head coach Devin Pratt will be our guest discussing that and more coming up in a few minutes. In the West, Seattle and Kelowna fight for home ice advantage in a probable first-round playoff series with just two points separating the teams. But the final three playoff spots are being contested by four teams from 6th to ninth. The surging Spokane Chiefs ride a four-game winning streak into the weekend, having jumped from ninth to 6th this past week. Victoria and Vancouver in the mix, and the Prince George Cougars in the ninth spot, but looking forward to hosting Victoria in a big game this weekend. Should be a wild finish. Well, this past weekend in Medicine Hat, the Tigers honored longtime play-by-play voice Bob Ridley. Bob, on behalf of the Western Hockey League and our 22 member clubs and your many friends around the league, as well as the players, both current and former, congratulations on a remarkable career and being such an incredible inspiration for everyone associated with the WHL. Congratulations, Bob. After calling his 4,000th game in last year's shortened season, the Tigers honored Ridley with a new banner that will hang in the rafters, commemorating his time with the Tigers. And Bob has been on medical leave this season, but told those in attendance he is planning his return to the booth. A few weeks ago, Willie asked me if I would broadcast the final game of the season. So if it's okay with Scott Roblin, I will steal the mic for that game and try and baff you all with a lot of brilliance. In closing it's been a rewarding and humbling 50 plus years in bringing Tiger Hockey to you and Chad Radio. Like they say, it's been a hell of a ride. So I thank you all for being my true hockey friends. Good night. Last February, the WHL announced a new award in Bob's honor, the Bob Ridley Award for Media Excellence, presented annually to a distinguished member of the radio, TV, or print journalism industry in recognition of outstanding contributions to sports journalism in the WHL, with the first award being presented to Bob Ridley himself. Meanwhile, a guest on our show last week has signed an NHL entry-level contract with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Seattle Thunderbirds forward Lucas Fajkowski signed on with the Pens. He was last week's WHL Player of the Week and begins the weekend with 73 points in 55 games. Nice to, you know, be scoring scoring goals and whatnot. And, uh, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, that'll just keep, keep continuing. Uh, I just want to play my game and, um, you know, just help help the team get wins. It's nice that I've been lucky enough to find the back of the net lately. 
The 20-year-old started his WHL career with the Vancouver Giants. He was traded by the Medicine Hat Tigers ahead of this year's WHL trade deadline to bolster the T-Birds roster. Former Calgary hitman Ryan Getzlaff is calling it an NHL career. The Regina native announced his retirement this past week. I've had numerous coaches since I was you know, four or five years old that have um, taught me the value of being a good teammate, being uh, able to show up at the rink even when you don't want to. Um, we play a game that has a rigorous schedule, and if you're not ready to enjoy each day, it can be a, it can be a grind. The 36-year-old was named a top 50 WHL player of all time as part of the league's 50th season celebrations in 2015-16. Before embarking on his lengthy NHL career, Getzlaff appeared in 233 career WHL games with the Calgary Hitmen from 2001 to 2005, registering 215 points. In fact, the Hitmen inducted Getzlaff as the inaugural member of the Forever a Hitman program with a permanent banner in the rafters at Scotiabank Saddledome in January of 2015. He is one of 13 players in hockey history to win two Olympic gold medals and a Stanley Cup championship and one of 46 NHL players to record 1,000 points within a single franchise. You're listening to the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Devin Pratt's the head coach of the Swift Current Broncos as they get set for final two weekends of the regular season. They don't control their own destiny, but they know they have to win the last two games uh, on their schedule here. As we speak, Devin, you're sitting in that eighth and final playoff spot. You know how important the last two games here are for your hockey team. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of come right down to the end for us. So, um, you know, our our players at the start of the year use the language of making the playoffs as their goal, and we've been able to hold them accountable to that. So we thought that it would be uh, invaluable experience for us to be playing meaningful hockey right to the end. And uh, the way the schedule is shaking out and the way things have gone, uh, looks like we're going to do that. So uh, we're proud of our group of guys for being in the mix to this point. I think we're all a little disappointed with last weekend uh, as a result from the two games back-to-back with Calgary. But, uh, you know, there's no, no point in looking back now. We've got to look forward to Friday and uh, put our best foot forward. Yeah, the standings this year, unless you're in the middle of them, you could you could call them incredible when you look from an outside perspective. Both conferences have these absolute crazy playoff uh, battles to the right to the end. You've played more games than teams like Calgary and Prince Albert and, and Regina, so uh, it's a little bit tough here. I know you can take care of your own business, but you might need some help here in the last two weekends as well. Yeah, and I think when I, when I alluded to last weekend being disappointing, we almost took that controlling our own fate out of our own hands, which uh, always makes things tough, but, you know, it is uh, it is junior hockey and anything can happen, so we'll be doing some box score watching, and it's important that we take care of business ourselves and, uh, you know, stick to our process, and it's, uh, it must perform, so we've got to show up, we've got to give ourselves the best opportunity at success here the next two Fridays to finish out our season. Devin Pratt's our guest here, a first-year head coach. And, you know, I look at your team and, you know, I see your top scorers rated 53rd in the WHL, and that's uh, Matthew Ward. Uh, really, uh, by committee is an old sort of cliche that's worn out, but, uh, boy, does your team really fit that bill this season. Yeah, we've kind of had uh, contributions from everybody. I think it starts for us in that uh, we think we have some of the strongest goaltending in the league. Uh, with Isaac Poulter and Reed Dick, and they give us an opportunity to win every night. So 
um, where you build from there out. We have, uh, you know, a young decor, but um, some strength there as well. And then uh, a little bit of um, some some youth mixed with some veterans up front that have uh, been scoring by committee for us and doing a job at different points in the season. So we want to be competitive. We want to play uh, high compete, high energy all season long. And uh, today we see what our guys have done that for the most part. No, I think the greatest compliment as a coach is to say, you know, for another team to say, that's a hardworking hockey club. And I think you've probably found that this season with your team. I'm sure you've been happy with, you know, the team's work ethic and their compete and really their battle considering, you know, where you've come from this year. Yeah, no question. I think uh, for us, that's, that would be important. That, uh, you know, we took pride in the logo. We took pride in the crest and come to the rink every day. Uh, proud to be Broncos and challenging each other to get better. Uh, you know, practices have been high energy and high compete. We want that to translate into our games. And, uh, you know, a lot of times with our group, we, we've had a lot of learning throughout the year. There was a time early in the year where we struggled with the lead in the third period. And a little bit of greed behind the year is lacking the confidence to see it through. And uh, we felt that we really turned that corner in November where we, we understood what it took to win a game and to see it through. Until um, the end, and uh, at the same time, that it was you know being down in games early and finding ways to stay in it and fight back. And you know, I look back at a, a big win for us was against Winnipeg here on home ice when we were down four one after the first period, and for our group not to uh, not to quit and and to stick with it and keep competing and find a way to come back and win that game five four in the dying minutes was uh, it was just really big for our group and confidence wise moving forward uh, down the stretch. Devin Pratt is the head coach of the Swift Current Broncos. Uh, Devin, you're quite the story yourself. I mean, you're from PEI. Uh, you go and you, you eventually end up with, uh, with the Notre Dame Hounds, uh, the U18 uh, Midget League out there, and uh, you find a way to get onto the Broncos' uh, bench as an assistant coach, and lo and behold, you're the head coach now here. So it's been quite the ride for you too as well. Yeah, no question. I mean, it's been a bit of a whirlwind for sure. Um, I think... Uh, anyone that knew me growing up and through the game knew that I was going to want to be involved in the game and coaching at some point. Uh, I started coaching spring hockey at a young age at Alan Andrews uh, Hockey Girls Programs on PEI, and uh, I was very fortunate that when my university CIS years ran out, I was still in the education program at UPEI and kind of jumped right from playing into being assistant coach in uh, competitive hockey at the AUS level. And, being able to use my teaching degree and my ed degree and uh, coach some hockey, uh, moving out to Notre Dame was a great fit uh, and a great opportunity for me. And I was able to convince my, my girlfriend at the time and wife now to move out from PEI after my first year there. And we spent, uh, I spent eight years. She was there with seven, seven of them with me and uh, just had some growth there as well. You know, starting with the double-A midget team and then into our second uh, U18, triple-A team with the Argos for two years. And then, the last five with the U18 AAA Hounds and just uh, a lot of fun and a lot of growth and success along the way. And uh, very fortunate to get on with Team Saskatchewan here as well at the U16 program and worked as an assistant coach with Gordon Met, the assistant coach for Moose Jaw Warriors. Um, I was on his staff for Team Saskatchewan at the Canada Winter Games and then uh, eventually was the head coach at the 2019 WHL Cup uh, where we found a way to uh, you know, rebound after a tough round robin and then win a championship for uh, the province here in Saskatchewan. So very exciting and uh, very fortunate that uh, Dean Brockman brought me on. Uh, you know, I've been kicking tires trying to get in the league for a while and 
this past spring, it just made sense uh, for me to really take the jump. And I was fortunate to go down the process and interview with a few teams. And, um, you know, Swift Current just seemed like a really good fit for our family. And uh, we have a son here now, and we're expecting twins in uh, the next month. Um, so we have a, we'll be a family of five. And we're really enjoying our time here in Swift Current. And, uh, you know, Dean gave me a lot of role and responsibility early in the year. And um, unfortunately, when he decided to step away, uh, it's tough to lose a guy that, uh, you know, becomes a friend and with such high character around the rink. And, uh, but the other side of it, I guess, was, uh, was an opportunity for me. Um, so really embraced that opportunity and ran with it. And, uh, again, very fortunate to have a strong relationship with the GM here and Chad Leslie and uh, forever grateful for the opportunity I've been given to be a head coach here at this level. Wow. Well, you're expecting uh, two here soon, and you need two more wins here to keep those playoff hopes here going. So, uh, Devin, best of luck here, and uh, great to chat with you for the first time, and and, uh, have a great rest of your season, and good luck making the playoffs. Thanks, John. I appreciate you having me on. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. Hey, what a week and what a stretch for Kamloops Blazers co-captain Logan Stankoven. Nine points this past week to vault himself right back into the WHL scoring race. He's the WHL Player of the Week. And no one in the league has more points since the calendar flipped to 2022. Yeah, it's been a really good second half, uh, I think, for the team uh, as well, but uh, especially for myself individually. And uh, I've really tried to work hard on... uh, you know, being more engaged in the games and kind of being more of a difference maker out on the ice. And uh, it's something that I kind of wanted to bring back uh, after World Juniors. And um, obviously my first half of the season, uh, you know, I thought it was good, but I th- I knew I had better in me and I knew I could produce more and contribute to the team more often. So, uh, you know, my mindset coming back was making sure that I could do that. And uh, things just started clicking. And obviously, you know, I've got great line mates in Banks and Topper and, um, you know, there's, I can go on and on about guys that have, uh, you know, made some great plays to me, and I can't thank them enough. And uh, it's not a one-man show out there. It's, you know, guys working together uh, as a group. And, uh, you know, I think uh, team success leads to individual success, so it's nice. You've been doing this, though, without Luke Toporowski for nearly a month now. He's been out with injury, uh, and he scored 22 goals since the trade deadline before he came out. So uh, you were a, two, uh, a pretty good one-two punch, so it's been, been others around you this time. Yeah, exactly. Um, stuff happens during the season, right? Injuries, uh, you know, um, you know. obviously uh, things happen down the stretch. So uh, you got to get used to playing with different players, create that chemistry. I think uh, me and Banks have kind of found some chemistry together. And um, obviously there's been a few games where we've had some two-on-ones and we've uh, connected on those. And uh, it's always nice to, you know, make a play to him and he can finish and he can make a play to me and I can finish on my plays. So... Um, it's a good feeling, and uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, continue that. Every time I bring up the WHL scoring race, you sort of like scoff it off, like it's not really, you know, something you're thinking thinking about or attainable. And it really wasn't attainable, maybe just a few weeks ago. Uh, but right there, all of a sudden, you're chasing down two Red Deer Rebels that have had great seasons, and Ben King and Archie Baines, two line mates. And you know, as we speak, you're just right in that mix, and it's really anyone's right now here with two weeks to go in the season. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I think it's just been the past couple of weeks. Obviously, getting a couple extra points here and there helps. But um, like you said, those guys are, are line mates and have a great have had great seasons. And uh, I think King, you know, leads the WHL in goals, and Baines almost has the most assists in the in the WHL as well. So um, obviously, uh, it'd be nice to track them down and uh, catch up and maybe have a chance at uh, getting the WHL scoring title. But uh, at the end of the day, I just want to finish the season strong and. 
um, you know, make sure that we're firing at all cylinders going to the playoffs. We should make note that you have played about nine less games than, than that duo. You were away at World Juniors as well, so uh, a big uh, big part of that is that. But you know, here we are two weeks to go in the regular season. The Blazers have already clinched the BC Division title. Uh, you continue to play like this team is fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, and sometimes it's tough this time of year to find motivation. So where are you finding it? Um, I think it's just getting excited for these games, right? Um, every night you have a chance to do something special. and. It's something, you know, Chloe's brought up in the dressing room. Uh, you know, you need to be excited for these games. And, um, you know, any given night you can have uh, one of the best games of your careers. And that's just kind of my mindset. And, uh, you know, uh, it's always fun to play in front of fans and uh, friends and family for me being in my hometown. And, um, you know, it's kind of being a dream for me is, uh, you know, playing in front of the hometown crowd, you know, uh, you know hopefully winning a championship, you know, scoring goals. Uh, you know, I kind of want to bring that passion back to Kamloops, and uh, obviously we've had some great teams over the past couple of years, so uh, hopefully this year we can uh, do something special for this town. Finally, it just seems that, you know, your confidence is off the charts. I don't know how many times I've seen you take on two, three, four defenders sometimes just in a one-on-three scenario. You're always looking to make a play, whether it's a, you know, chip it to yourself. Sometimes your team is changing behind you, and you're just trying to buy some time, but yet you create something out of that, and, and I go on to your confidence. Where's it at right now? Um, yeah, I think it's just being more confident with the puck and, you know, knowing that uh, for me being a, a smaller guy, I have to be quick out there and I try and use my speed and uh, kind of be deceptive, uh, find seams and uh, hit the little gaps, right? Uh, kind of either create time and space for myself or either create it for my teammates. So uh, if the defender comes to me, then I can move it to a teammate. If not, then I can continue on and uh, hopefully get close enough to get a shot off and, uh, you know, find the back of the net. All right, WHL Player of the Week here with uh, two weekends to go in the regular season. Logan, thanks for this. Thanks, John. Hey, that's the show. Thanks to our guests, Devin Pratt and Swift Current, Logan Stankoven as well. Two weekends to go in the WHL's regular season. We're in for a finish. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL broadcast partners and Bauer Hockey.